Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, from our Lord, and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. From John 17. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Why is Ascension Lutheran Church here? I'm not asking about history. What is our purpose? Why is Ascension Lutheran Church here? Or another way to think about it, for whom does Ascension Lutheran Church exist? The question is about mission and purpose. Now, churches are not alone in mission statements. Lots of companies have them. For example, what company is this, its mission statement? To entertain, inform, and inspire people around the globe through the power of unparalleled storytelling, reflecting the iconic brands, creative minds, and innovative technologies that make ours the world's premier entertainment company. Whose mission statement? Disney. Had to go an easy one. We're in Orlando. Let's, let's try another one. To refresh the world, to inspire moments of optimism and happiness, to create value and make a difference. Hint, look at the first line, to refresh the world. Coca-Cola, yep. Try another one. To create a better everyday life for the many people. It's a little more obscure, right? It's actually the mission statement for Ikea. Or to sell inexpensive stuff that you have to put together, one of the two. Let's try our last one. Our mission, to inspire and nurture the human spirit, one person, one cup, and one neighborhood at a time. Starbucks. Yes. So, as we look at the Gospel of John this morning, we read uh, from uh, John 17, but we're really actually going to look at an overview of all of the Gospel of John from the beginning through today's passage through the end of the Gospel of John, we want to look at mission, purpose. What is the purpose of Christ's church? Why are we here? Why do we do what we do? Now, the Gospel of John really begins to set that up already at the very beginning. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word. The word was with God. The word was God. It says, all things were made through him. Who's the him? Christ, yeah. God used 
him, even at the very beginning. Sometimes we think of Jesus and we start at Bethlehem, but John starts at creation. Then it says in verse 14 in chapter 1, the word became flesh. God has made him known. So Jesus, from the very beginning, is already there with God, as God, even at creation. All things were made through him. John then pushes forward as he begins to unpack uh, Jesus' ministry. He, he doesn't actually do Christmas. He, he jumps right into what Jesus is teaching. He, as he calls his disciples, as he begins his mission. And already in chapter 3, Nicodemus comes kind of confused about what's going on and, and who is Jesus. And it's in that context that, that one of the most iconic verses from John occurs. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That in so many ways is a purpose statement. It's a mission statement. Founded on what? What's the purpose of Jesus? God so loved the world. This world that he made, the world that he created perfectly, God loves. God loves the world Notice, not just Christians, not just Lutherans. God loves the world. God loves the world so much that he sends his only begotten son that whoever in that world, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So right at the way at the beginning of John, we, we see who Jesus is. We hear the purpose for why he came, the deep, deep love for the world. Now he goes on and does all of the things that, that we so cherish about Jesus. He teaches he performs miracles. He does all of the things demonstrating that sacrificial love. Reaching out to the hurt, uh, the lost, uh, the lame, uh, the lonely. Now, then already in John chapter 14, we already have Jesus in the upper room. He anoints them, uh, washes their feet, we know from the other Gospels is, is he celebrates uh, the, the Lord's Supper and institutes that. He then goes out. He goes out from there and he begins to talk and teach. It's called uh, the high priestly prayer as he's coming to that end in John 17, right before he's about to be betrayed. The next very next chapter, uh, he's betrayed in the garden and he's praying. And he's praying here, specifically, he's praying for first himself and about the things that he's about to endure. 
He prays for his disciples and for the mission that's going to be theirs. And then that's where our text for today starts, John 17, verse 20. He says, I do not ask for these only, meaning the disciples. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Jesus is praying for those who will believe, those who currently do not do so. He's praying for unbelievers, praying for those who will hear that through their word, the word of the disciples, the word of those who are going to proclaim the good news. You see, as we pray, as we pray for ourselves and in each other, notice who also Jesus is praying for. Jesus is praying for those to whom we will speak. Jesus is praying for the world, praying for those who will believe in me through their, through our word. Why? Why? What's the purpose? What's the outcome of what's going to go on through this? Well, he says that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they, who's the they? the unbelievers, those who don't know, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me and loved them even as you loved me. God loves the world, unbelievers included. God loves the world in the same manner, in the same amount as he loves Jesus. Did you think about that? God loves the world. God loves unbelievers in the same amount, in the same manner that he loves Jesus. And if God so loves the world that much, if God desires their salvation that much, that's our business. That's our mission. That's why John wrote his gospel. Remember where we began in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh. He then, as he's wrapping up his gospel, as he then talks about Jesus being betrayed, going to the cross, rising from the dead, he then finishes. There's a beautiful unity to the gospel of John. Notice how he finishes. He says, now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. 
but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. John says these things, his book, his writing is written for one reason, that you may believe. And that you is whoever is reading it, who is ever encountering the word, who's ever hearing it, who's ever experiencing it. The purpose is belief. The purpose is faith. Faith created by that word. The word proclaimed, the word received in communion, the word lived out in deed. God's desire is that people come to faith and believe. It's why we're gathered this morning. We're gathered here this morning to live in that word, to receive that word, and to be strengthened by that word. But not to leave it here. Not to just somehow take and then just take it home and live quietly on my own. We're to share that word. We're to share that word with those who don't know. For those who don't know that they would be brought to faith. Romans 10 reminds us that faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. We are people of the word. That's why Ascension Lutheran Church exists. To receive the word and to share the word. Our mission statement. Connecting disconnected emphasis mind, connecting disconnected people to the joyful community of the caring Christ. See, the mission isn't about us. It's about the world. It's about the world who doesn't know. It's about people who aren't connected to God, who aren't connected to faith, who aren't connected to the church. We share the good news with the people who don't know. We show the way, Jesus, to people who are lost. We offer the bread of life to people who are Hungry, we fill those who are empty. We connect disconnected people to Christ, to the fellowship that we share. We don't exist for ourselves no more than what Jesus did. Wasn't for himself, but for the world for the lost, for the hungry, for those in need. We are not here simply to just keep this institution somehow magically going for the sake of the institution. We aren't here to simply get together with each other, although that's a good thing. We're not here just for us. We are here primarily for those who are not a part of the kingdom of God. 
remember Jesus's prayer. What did he say? He says, I ask not only for these also, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Through my word, through your word, through our word. Each one of us has a part in that. You have been uniquely gifted and positioned right now, not for yourself, but for someone. Specifically for someone who doesn't know. Who is or might be that person? Because you've been called personally to use your gifts in your situation to reach out in the love of Jesus. We speak it. We share it. We do it. We live out the love of Jesus. There is no other plan, there is no higher calling. But to be the answer to Jesus's prayer for us and for the world. In his name, amen.